Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, brother? What's going on, man? How's it going? Doing all right? Hey, we have the ESPYs this week with the Chiefs dominated the ESPYs, and then we have that, that Netflix documentary that came out. So for being off-season, not really much going on. For Chief fans, pretty pretty special week for uh, uh, middle middle of July, uh, weeks before training camp. Uh, I think that's yeah, been, been a pretty great week um, for for Chiefs. What what, uh, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't seen the documentary yet. You know, so I've been wanting to check it out. That's been doing some other things. Obviously, you know, family stuff. Like it has been, you know, kind of quiet. It's, it's one of those things right now that everybody's just kind of getting where they need to get to before training camp. You know, guys, you know, getting the, the time in with their families and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, man, if I've seen a little bit on the ESPYs, uh, just like a little bit on Twitter, uh, you know, Patrick going up and being as eloquent as always, uh, you know, talking about and giving a lot of uh, some of his, his his praise to his teammates and knowing it's a team and the Chiefs Kingdom. And he, he gave a nice little shout out to the Chiefs Kingdom, saying it's the best fan base in the world. So, uh, which I, I do agree. Uh, so. Now, I, I thought he did a great job up in the SBs. Him and, and, and Travis Kelsey, man, you know, Jokers was out there with swag. You know, Brittany was out there. You know, she looked good representing them. So it was good to see those guys out there, man. It was good to see those those, those guys go out there, man, and, and, and represent the Chiefs like we knew they was going to represent them. Yeah, the, the, for me, the biggest takeaway from the SBs was obviously Mahomes winning uh, best NFL player, then winning uh, athlete of the year. And then the Chiefs won best team. Uh, they beat and they beat a lot of good squads. Um, but the cool thing about that, uh, the ones who received the award was Kelsey, Mahomes, Chris Jones, and Pacheco was up there, I believe. Uh, but Chris Jones being able to talk about being with the Chiefs and all this stuff, I was like, okay. Remember, he wasn't at the ring ceremony. Everyone thought that was weird. Um, and obviously, he has the whole contract extension situation going on. So him being there, maybe a sign of things to come. Quinn Williams got his contract today. So maybe – 
Chris Jones being there last night, maybe it is a sign that things are being worked out and we're right around the time period that Brett Veach said this would happen. So I thought that was really cool that uh, Chris Jones was there and he had to say a lot of good things about being with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, the organization. No, man, shoot, that's awesome. I mean, and, 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 and rightly so, rightly as he should. You know, I don't think it'd be anything bad he would say about the organization, right? He came here and he cut his teeth and we, we've had him and he's he's been an absolute joy and an incredible player for us. And so uh, we we have the same type of love uh, for Chris Jones that he has for the Chiefs. And so I think he's saying of being here, representing that. I think sometimes when people – Uh, that's the. Uh, you, you, did you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. Those 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 the pipes. My brother's taking a shower upstairs. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Uh, but no, I, I think you know, you know him just going out there and representing and and, and knowing that you know he's he's looking to be a chief for a, a very long time, if not for his entire career, and it should be so. So look, I said this before. Uh, you know, a guy like that. Who, who goes out and represents uh, the Chiefs kingdom, and you know he had, how much he loves just being in Kansas City, uh, I don't think there's any any issues and problem. I think sometimes Twitter and all these other social media makes it a problem. Everybody's sweating about it. And I'm like, no, like, hey, chill out, relax. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be all right, right? And, and Chris goes out and he keeps representing. Uh, and the thing was, he don't have to do that. He don't have to. He don't have to. But I think it goes on to his character, and I think it goes on to, you know, probably the talks that's going on. Yeah. You know, he's the, like I said, they got to get all the intricate parts out to sign this so he's happy. And then, of course, if this leads to getting another player signed here, then so be it, right? There's always that talk going on with it as well. So, uh, but nah, man, it's it's a good thing just to celebrate, man. See a big fella out there, you know, giving uh, giving the business out there and giving the, the due praise as you should. Yep, for sure. And I'm glad you brought up Twitter. Um, we have a topic that's all all about uh, Twitter uh, that we're going to get to in a second. Uh, sure. I just wanted to uh, bring uh, everyone who's listening or watching this uh, as attention. Uh, we have a giveaway going on uh, as we head into training camp and, and beyond. Um, uh, we have a bunch of stuff from Corey the Artist. Um, and Jordan Spector's um, beautiful uh, Patrick Mahomes Showtime piece. Uh, we're doing giveaways, so uh, on our Twitter page, it's pinned at the top of our Twitter page. Um, three things you have to do. you got to retweet the post. Um, you got to subscribe to our channel and then follow uh, our Chief Concerns uh, uh, Twitter page as well as uh, Corey the Artist's Twitter uh, handle and uh, Jordan Spector's um, Twitter handle. So, uh, yeah, a lot of great pieces. There's a, there's a plenty of Mahomes pieces, and you got some uh, Pacheco in there. And I believe there's the Super Bowl one piece from um, Corey, the artist as well. So lots of cool stuff. Um, so you guys get into the action and uh, do all the things you got to do to uh, be entered in this, uh, this contest. So seems easy, man. It seems easy Shoot, getting a nice piece of art. Yeah, man. From very talented, talented artists. Uh, just, you know, Corey just does just some great, incredible pieces. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's one of those things, man, that, that you know, we're able to give out, See his things, put him out there, promote him as well. Uh, and and dude, if you just gotta go in and, and check us off and sign us up, and I, man, do that. Do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and you get guess what? Hey Marcus, they're getting us too. All right. They're getting us. Get a little bit of us. So that's true. It's always it's always good. 
Yeah, and then you can come on our show and see us do the raffle at the end of our episode. I mean, it's the that's probably the best part of it, the whole thing, really. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, so uh, get in on the action on that. So um, we mentioned Twitter being a big part of the episode, um, and as you guys yeah. know, we, we love we love Twitter. Um, it's it, it's you know it's great. But um, this past week, uh, Kadarius Tony um, and his uh, kind of his back and forth with Giants fans on Twitter kind of. Uh, Got a little bit out of hand. Uh, so uh, Kadarius Tony's gotten into Twitter um, profanity spilled uh, um, filled spats with uh, content creators and fans to which he now claims to have been hacked. Um, yeah. Um, it, it could be just trolling from Tony or simply NFL damage control in action. But unless someone is using AI to use his voice and audio responses, it's clearly him getting into some uh, ugly back and forths. Um, hey, Jay, I, don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Hey, hey, this AI stuff is tough. I, it, it, it is. It is some. It could be some scary business. Oh my gosh! Well, so there, there was actually a funny story about the AI. Like uh, we were uh, for our uh, flag football uh, account, um, we yeah. were doing. Someone was like, "Yo, I'll put this Drake song on uh, one of the highlights," and I was like, "I haven't heard of this before." And like you know, Instagram will show you if you're playing a song, it'll say, "Oh, it's by this person," even if you put it as a video. Didn't come up. I find out later on this is one of the highest streamed songs on YouTube. It was huh? an AI uh, of Drake and The Weeknd. It was a, it was a song that AI made or whoever someone used their um, sounds and made a, a great dope beat. The song was great and it was all AI and Drake never actually recorded that song. You are kidding. It, they're apparently doing that for a lot of songs. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh so my goodness. It's not out of the question that someone could have took uh, one interview that uh, Canaries Tony did and, and made uh, responses back to, but I, I don't think I don't think that happened. But probably, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so uh, JD, we talked about this a little bit when Tyron Matthew got kind of spats back in the day with uh, with uh, Chief fans, um, yeah. but you know, you played in the NFL for a long time. You played in Philly. You played in Kansas City when Jason Whitlock was here uh, or was there. You've been around a lot of uh, criticism and you've heard a lot of crap, radio, newspaper, all that stuff. If you could go back and give some kind of like bestow your wisdom on Canaries Tony on the the comments and the vitriol he's getting into with Giants fans. Um, And I'm sure at some point it might be Chiefs fans. We've seen Chiefs fans give crap to our players. That's why Tyron Matthew got uh, got into it with guys. But like, if you could give your kind of um, still your wisdom on Kadarius Tony as to what's going on with him online, what would you tell him? You know what, man? I I, I think the best advice I can give, especially when you get a lot of vitriol and hate and maybe uh, you know uh, not such uh, welcoming language, uh, the best thing to do is kill him with kindness you know be kind man be classy i, I think that's a, a lot of it see because it's easy to say oh you just ignore it just ignore it leave it alone and this and you can do that that that's that is absolutely one tactic you can use is like leaving it all alone don't say nothing but sometimes these things might just get at you these might just eat at you and it may just take that one comment to set you off like yeah you know what man screw all this i'm ready to get at these jokers and they, next thing you know, you want a Twitter beef. And all of a sudden, people just start piling on. It's just like people are just waiting, you know, that you're in the ring. And then everybody actually gets to jump in and take punches at you. And so that, you know, you're going to get that from the trolls. You may get that from fans. You may get that from, you know, a lot of different people. Uh, but like I said, man, probably the, the, the best advice is 
if you can't ignore it, just keep it classy as much as possible, right? Say, hey, man, look, I did this. It's been done with. I'm in this, you know, this area right now. I'm moving on with my life. This is what, you know, and this is what it's going to be. So y'all can be upset. Y'all can be mad at me. Uh, but, you know, I'm here and this is the results of me being here now. Y'all have to worry about me because I'm not back there with you all. Uh, and, you know, I always enjoy my time. That's about it. Other than that, anything else outside of those words and you go, as soon as you say something up, it is going to be a, a full out brawl. It is. It's going to be just ridiculousness is going to just ensue. That's what's going to happen, uh, especially on Twitter or, you know, any social media for that matter. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it's things going to be said. You know this. Uh, I've been, look, I've been pulled in on certain things, getting back at guys like, yo, you know, I got I got a nice little clever thing to say back to guys. I do. <laughs> I, I say some good stuff. You know, you I, I hit some people sometimes. And, and then I realize, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I sitting over here arguing with somebody I don't even know? You know, and, and trying to make points with somebody who's not even willing to hear you. You know, it's just about taking shots at each other. You know, so that's it, man. He, he just, you know, you got to play above it. That's what you got to do. Just be above it. So, yeah, I will. I will say some of the comments that he said. I mean, they were funny. I, I mean, and the one thing I will say that I've seen with this, and I've seen it before on Twitter, is like the outrage a a afterwards when the guy finally responds to the hate. To oh, wow, you said this to me. Well, dude, you're in his DMs, like try trying to call the guy out. What he responds to you, and they're saying, "Whoa, I wasn't expecting this." What do you expect? Right. What? I mean, you're calling out the guy. You don't know the guy. You're, you, 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 you never played in the NFL. You never played receiver in the NFL. Uh, you, you didn't know his situation with the Giants. You may be a Giants fan, but you didn't know his situation. But yeah, when he comes back at you, you don't like what he has to say. Well, sorry, you opened the floodgates. He would have never messaged you had you never d done that in the first place. So like the, 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 the crying fans, the BS, the, I, I, I can't stand that because it's like you approached him. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, you know, you you can't start all of a sudden. Oh my gosh, I'm you know, why are you jumping on me? Well, you you started this thing, okay? Yeah. But I'm gonna finish it. How about that? Yeah. Like I said before, when you start getting into that 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 dance with someone that who's not even willing to 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 hear what you got to say, and then all of a sudden they feign like, oh my god, I can't believe you. You're coming at me saying these things. Well, shoot, what am I supposed to do? Uh, best thing, man, just just stay classy with it. And and that's how I do when I look at comments, and I, you know what hurt that I can't stand the most is sometimes when I feel like the, the ignorance and arrogance of what people may say about others is like, wait a minute, hold on, like I'm not gonna let you talk about my boy. You know what I'm saying? If you can say something, and I'm like, oh, yo, yo, take it easy, okay? We all trying to be good people on here. Most times, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be with our fans and whatnot and have a good a good interaction. But sometimes it may just go south, and then you just gotta feel like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this sucker out of my back pocket. I got something for you. How about that? Uh, but yeah, man, it, it's it's almost a, a losing situation. It most is so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just be classy, man. Dag on. It, it's it. Look, it'll never end. It'll never end. Cause you know what ended up happening? Somebody bringing up in two months. They'll screenshot it and they're waiting just to pounce on it again. And something happens. Yeah. Oh, look what you said here. And we suck. And you, and it, there, there it is. Right. Yeah. Because, so, like, let, let's say he has a bad start to the season. 
Uh, right. We're gonna get we're gonna get to his play for a little bit in, in a little bit, but like let's say he's a bad start to the season. Giants fans, oh yeah, remember when that Tony said this and like yeah. you know, yeah, I told you so. I told you what you was getting. See, you didn't know, and I was yeah, man. Look, yeah, I don't even play that. Yeah. So it's good. To read the comments and maybe don't. Right, mm-hmm. you gotta take. I say that man, you gotta take criticism and praise the same with a grain of salt. Thank you for that comment. Thank you for that comment. Or screw you for that comment. Screw you for whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. But you know, don't don't let people push your buttons, man. Because they they you got you got professional button pushers out here, habitual line steppers. You know, yeah. as Chappelle used to say, uh, or Charlie Murphy used to say on Dave Chappelle, habitual, habitual line stepper. So these people out here, man, and that's that and that's what they live for. They you know they get energy off of that. So mm-hmm. yeah. And half the time, a lot of these people are like 12 followers. So it's like, who gives a crap what this guy has to say to you or girl has to say to you? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the trolls. And I like you said, 12 followers. You know, like, okay, this is this account here is not somebody just started this, no telling who it was. And they out there. Mm. Oh, let me get him worked up. You know, so I can see people like that just sitting over there, just drinking a Red Bull. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So uh yeah, don't 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 let them be the puppet master of, of, of your happiness, right? Especially when arbiter of justice when you don't you don't have to be, right? Yeah. So. Well, especially when you are playing on the best team, you're a ranked Super Bowl champion, and like Mahomes is going on a podcast, a, 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 a interview with the AP Associated Press podcast, where he says he thinks the sky's the limit for him. I was the exact quote I have it here. Um I'm extremely excited. He has all the talent. He works his tail off. Like I was talking about it with Travis. We are going to try to keep him healthy and on the field as much as possible because when he's on the field, he's a difference maker. I think you all saw that this year in the Super Bowl, especially. He's one of those guys that if you get the ball in his hands, he makes plays happen. So I'm excited for him to have a full season with me, Coach Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. The sky's the limit. He can be one of the best receivers in the league. J.D., uh, I think we've heard Mahomes – talk about all his receivers and pretty much say the same thing, but all of his guys, I think we hear him say about Justin Ross. We heard him say it about Josh Gordon last year. He likes to say this about all his guys, which is great that he's always, you know, patting his guys in the back, you know, um, gassing his guys up. Love that. What, what do you think about, about what he has to say about uh, Kadarius Tony? Do you think he can be, I mean, he was a first round pick. With two yeah. from it. Do you think he'd be one of the best receivers in the league? Yeah. He's got the potential to be, you know, one of the better receivers in the league. No doubt. And so the thing is, he's he shown his explosiveness, like the things he's able to do, make guys miss and step. Like he, he's, he's a special talent. He's a special talent. He had definitely has wide receiver one written all over him. Right? He's a first round pick for a reason. And so when you see what he's able to do, make guys miss uh, athletic, uh, 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 you know, ability and savant. Hey man, shoot. Patrick Mahomes is just giving the praise because it's true, right? And you can tell when somebody's giving you some BS and all, because we see it too. Like, ah, okay, all right, well, okay, Pat, you put it on a little bit, right? You pat a little <laughs> bit on the back here, you know, you spring it a little bit more. But I don't think it's the case with 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 him. I don't think it's that that at all. I think Darius Tony has that ability, man, to be a game changer. And so, uh, barring that he stays healthy this year, uh, we're gonna be seeing a lot of that. We're gonna see a lot of that happen, and I'm excited, man. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I. I mean, look, he was a number one receiver. Uh, he was a first round pick. Um, he was a guy who was supposed to be the next Tyreek Hill. That was what that one said when the Giants drafted. Oh, here you go, next Tyreek Hill is going to New York. Um, we got rid of Tyreek Hill, obviously. 
you know, he hasn't shown as he hasn't produced the numbers Tyreek Hill has and the different players. Um, but there's potential there, and that's the reason why we 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 bought we bought low on him, and that's the reason why we got him at at, at a discount as we did. He really hasn't shown uh, much uh, in his career up until last year, and he started to finally get it. The click with the offense. Um, he's a he's a game changer. We saw him in the Super Bowl, that punt return um, that pretty much opened the floodgates in that, in that game. Yeah. So he, man, he makes look. He makes plays, and the thing is, look, that's why I always have a problem with guy when they start comparing guys. You know, oh, he's the next Tyreek Hill. Like, how about we just let him get in and do what he he, he does, okay? Let him be the Kadarius Tony instead of being the Tyreek Hill. Okay? Yeah. You say you have similar abilities, but look, hey, sometimes it takes and he he, he change a change of venue, change of, of environment, and he's he's in a whole different environment, a championship winning environment, and he's been successful. We've been an integral part in us winning the Super Bowl last year, no doubt about it. He made yeah. plays for us to get that ring. He's got a big ring to show that. And so, I mean, just, you know, let's just keep this thing going with him. Just yeah. keep this thing going with him. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I want him to be healthy. I want him to be successful. And I want him to show exactly what he can do. I love, if anything else, the best revenge you can get on people is showing people actually who you are and how good you, you really believe you are and, your, your, and reaching your potential. So that will hush up some of the naysayers. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna hush up everybody. You know, you're still gonna be clowns out here. But that, you know, that's gonna be the sweet revenge. Get you another Super Bowl ring, go out there, man, and absolutely destroy every defense that's out there you come against. Yeah, I'm excited for him because this this isn't the only report we've we've heard of this offseason about him being the number one guy. There were reports, yeah. you know, us looking at other receivers, like, no, we're finding Kadarius Tony being our number one guy. So Pat's pretty much doubling down on what we've heard before. So maybe, you know. Maybe there's legitimacy to to this being a thing, and I wouldn't have a problem. We have a lot of guys, so yeah. he's a legitimate receiver, man. He is. He's a legitimate talent, no doubt about it. So, you know, we just gotta get the ball in his hands. That's it. Yeah, and talking about the, the, the comparison to Tyreek Hill, I thought that was kind of a BS one, even from the get go, because yes, they're both fast guys. They're both they they both have wiggle to them. I would say this, and this might be controversial. Uh-huh. I would say that he's more. A per, more of a prototypical receiver than than Tyreek Hill because he's actually played the position long. I mean, Tyreek Hill was a, was a running back who played who was converted right. to wide receiver. Right, right. I agree with this, you. This guy's always I, been this guy's always been a receiver. Look at the way he goes up and catches balls. He goes and gets him at the highest point, like Steve Smith style. Uh, uh, and Tyreek Hill still doesn't really do that. If you look, if you look at a lot of his jump balls. Well, he he he's molded into a good receiver. That yeah. thing major because he plays that position. He's just molded into once you get the ball in his hand, regardless of where he's at on the field, slide. Going in motion on the outside, uh, he's able to get open, and so that's the thing about it. And you said like, yeah, Kadarius Tony's a more complete wide receiver because he's been playing him. That's, that's his original position. Yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, but you know, he, the, you know, Tyreek has has fashioned himself into a, a pretty yeah. <laughs> well-rounded wide receiver. He's, oh, yeah. You know, no question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, ain't, he ain't cheated for nothing, too. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> Right. It's funny. Every year in the draft, he's the next Tyreek Hill. Next Tyreek Hill. I, we're going to hear that for the next 10, 15 years, probably. That's right. If you want to be, be known as somebody who's dangerous, then yeah, he's gotten that name, right? Yeah. He's he going to be known in the same uh, Billy the Kid, the next Billy the Kid. He's going to be <laughs> you know, Al Capone or whatever. Who knows? So we're, we're hearing that with Mahomes now. So who who is it? Uh, Jordan, oh. Love, Jordan Love was the next Patrick Mahomes. Um, 
gosh, uh, they're saying they're saying Caleb Williams is gonna be the next Patrick Mahomes. He's already yeah. more pro ready. He's already better now than Patrick Mahomes was his final year of college. That I man, I was like, you know what? Okay, you can say that, but y- y'all need to cut it out. Okay, <laughs> just, just cut out, just cut out the comparison. Don't use him and Patrick Mahomes in the same sentence. I yeah. get you trying to get that hype, man. I get it. You trying to get the hype, you know, for the kid and bring him up. And he's mm-hmm. talented. He's he's absolutely talented. No doubt about it. But Pat Mahomes yeah. is Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, and some of the guys they've they've listed as the next Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tony was one of them. Still hasn't really lived up to that. Uh, Henry Ruggs, another one. Everyone said he was another Tyreek Hill. I mean, obviously tragic what happened with his situation, but like. These are all, I'm just saying it, it's kind of becoming one of those announcer jinxes when it comes to the next Tyreek Hill or next Patrick Mahomes. Like these guys, it's kind of tough. You're trying, you're, you're putting these guys' names. Yeah, you're giving them hype, but you're also giving them a really big thing to kind of live up to, and that's it's tough. If if I w- if I was a co-host and I heard my the host say, "Yeah, he's the next Tyreek," I turn to look like what? Really? <laughs> and I say exactly what I say. Hey, look, man, don't use Tyreek Hill and this guy's name in the same sentence. Yeah. Ever. Okay. So, but uniquely, Kadarius Tony has a chance to pretty much replace and fill the void that was Tyreek Hill in this situation. He's going to that oh, team yeah. that had him, so he has a chance. He's got the same quarterback, the same coach. Go, go, go! Do your thing. You had a full year, full offseason with this team. Go, go, go! See what you can do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but on the other hand, if um, Kadarius Tony is not the number one guy, there might be some guy that we've talked about. Uh, we haven't talked about him lately. Uh, but this one guy in particular who could be the legitimate number one receiver on this team, um, and that's DeAndre that? Hopkins. Who? <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Um, DeAndre Hopkins again? Are we can we still talking about DeAndre Hopkins? We're back, baby. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We sure are still talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Absolutely, <laughs> still talking about this man. Hell, the guy is still available. Absolutely, still talking about it. So, now, nah, now, nah, I get it, man. I get it. Go ahead with your question. I- <laughs> no, we're back. I was saying that, that, that was the opener for for the for the our uh, montage here. So here's the latest on the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. D Hop is an elite guy. You and I, we want to go with DeAndre Hopkins right right away. It makes sense. Go get D Hop. We lost Juju. We lost Harvey. Those are veteran guys. Yeah. Bring him in. D Hop. D Hop. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. They trade their fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Could you imagine the pandemonium going on in there? D Hop, that's who I would want. Shoot, why would I? <laughs> I'm like, hey, D Hop. Before you even name anybody else, D Hop. So this week we haven't we haven't talked about DeAndre Hopkins in a, in a good while. Um, yeah. I, I know some of our uh, some of our listeners and viewers were getting kind of annoyed at DeAndre Hopkins talk because I think for a long time we thought this wasn't going to happen, but. More stories have come out on this, um, and I thought this was more of a legitimate one than some I've, some I've read in the last few weeks. It's like, oh, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but this one, uh, so ESPN's Jeff Darlington uh, hinted on Rich Eisen's show um, that uh, DeAndre Hopkins has already received offers from uh, the Patriots and the Titans, but he's waiting on the Chiefs to figure out the Chris Jones contract extension. Um, he said, quote, totally speculative, but a short-term deal with the Chiefs would make so much sense to me. The fact that Hopkins is available via free agency shows you his value needs to be improved. Nowhere better to do it right now than Kansas City. It's a win-win. This is right after he said that he's been given the offers from Tennessee and New England, and he's just waiting right now. Why else would he be waiting? Because there's there's one really thing that we have to figure out. Regardless of DeAndre Hopkins, we have to figure out that Chris Jones extension. If that Chris Jones extension happens, we're going to have available money. Now, do we use that money to go get Hopkins, or do we – kind of keep that money and then maybe 
free up something. I don't know. Maybe go resign uh, our guy Snead or do something because we have a lot of pending free agents. But um, what do you make of this uh, of this new news? Something that we already knew, but now that's being reported. Um, what do you make uh, of this? Do you find legitimacy the fact that we now know that Hopkins is waiting for us? Look, I, I look. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. We, we've been talking about this thing for quite some time. And it's like, okay, we we, we just going to either we're going to get it done or we're not. Uh, but I, look, I'm all for bringing DeAndre Hopkins here. If it, if it works, beautiful. That Man, that, that would be amazing. Amazing. We just know with these things happening, uh, DeAndre Hopkins knows if he goes to Tennessee or the Patriots, that's not where he wants to be. Them jokers are not contenders for a Super Bowl. Not contenders for a ring. I'm sorry. Just, they're just not. They're they not. Okay? Let's just be honest here. And so why go to some place that you know uh, is really not in the hunt and getting, you know, for a Lombardi? Okay? Uh, and, you know, you know, quarterback-wise, there's it's no comparison. It is out of this universe. <laughs> No comparison to Patrick Holmes and anybody else in the NFL at quarterback, okay? Especially at, at, at the Titans and, and New England. So, uh, man, go go where the winners are. I think DeAndre Hopkins, man, is starting building some, some rapport, relationships with guys. Travis Kelsey has said things about DeAndre Hopkins. Chris Jones, everybody's talked about DeAndre Hopkins. Patrick Mahomes has said things about DeAndre Hopkins, you know? So guys are still talking. But I think it's just like, okay, man, hey, look, it works out, so be it. It works out. It, then, you know, everybody's going to be fine with it, okay? Everybody, man, man, stop talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, hey, as long as that joke is a free agency, okay, and we got room for him, okay, which we do, uh, and there's a possibility of him coming here to the Chiefs, keep bringing that joke's name up, yeah. okay? Uh, hey, DeAndre, if you listen to this, you catch this, Hey, bring your talents, man, to Arrowhead out here to Kansas City. All right. Come on out here. We'd love to have you. Okay. Yeah, we got a we got a great group of guys here already in the room. Got a great group of guys here already in the room. Okay. You want to be a part of this thing? Come on. You want to ring? Come on, be a part of this thing. So all these other guys that you go on and you talking, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna cut it for you. All right. You'll go there. I don't think you'd be happy. You have a home, uh, but it will, would it would it be warm to you? Would, would it be somewhere that you actually will be confident and you know have a, a nice career where you can just walk right into Canton and have a little bit of uh, uh, some hardware with you while you're doing it, just to cap off your your, your very uh, illustrious career? I don't think you can do it anywhere else in Kansas City, baby. I just don't think you can. So if you're doing this, you're thinking about it, hey, man, love to have you, all right? Uh, but we go on to training camp, and these things are moving and stuff like that, man. But we'd love to have you, okay? Bring, it on, bring the talents on over. My thing, and yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, my thing is, and we've, we've, we've addressed this before, but I just don't understand why this Chris Jones thing is taking so long. If we know we're going to do this, right, and maybe his camp, maybe they just wanted to see the Quinn and Williams deal come through. They want to see other defensive tackles set the market, I guess, the the, the rest of the market now. She's going to have to go over top that a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, like, 
And I think it's interesting that Hopkins pretty much is waiting to see what we do and how much money we end up having in the end. Um, but like, wouldn't we've wanted to get this done faster? Like, let's say because about Quinn Williams was never going to top the um, what's his name's deal, um, Aaron Donald's deal. He was never going to top that. And right. the reports have been said that we were going to give number two defensive tackle money. So we could have given this this deal already, kind of a structure to the whole thing out. Done, had this thing already done. Hopkins could have come in earlier to learn this crazy playbook that everyone always talks about being with this wild playbook with Andy Reid and how long it takes for first receive first year receivers to get it. He could have had OTAs to kind of get through it. Now, if he does sign with us, he's not going to get it till a training camp. And then that's kind of like, he's had months pretty much. He could have been able to been in the building, working on stuff, working through stuff. So that's the whole thing. It just doesn't make any sense because we were doing the Chris Jones things regardless, you know, of, of Hopkins. So it doesn't make any sense. Well, I'll say this, okay, and I'm just I'm, – I'm really thinking about this. But perspective really matters. It really matters. And the reason I say that is because as a player, I've had guys that, you know, didn't get signed until training camp, okay, and had long contracts and wanted to get signed. And when you're playing, you don't really think about it. You, you know guys want to get paid. You want guys to get paid. But you just kind of go about your business. You go about your work and stuff like that. You know the guys that's looking to get paid and get signed. You know they've been working, so there's no question about it. Chris has been around. We seen him. He just went on the SPs, went to the White House. So he's been around. He's he's been places. So he's still he's still part of the team, the Chiefs. I don't really worry about it. So my perspective is, hey, this thing's gonna get done before training camp. It may be like I said, it may be two weeks, a couple weeks in the training camp before it gets done. All right. And, and it may be disappointing, it may not. But I do believe it's going to get done. They just got to work everything out. It does take time. And sometimes when you're not in it, like us, who's looking at it from the outside, like, oh, my God, what's going on? And, you know, I'm worried about – no, don't worry about these things. These guys, look, Chris Jones is talking to his boys practically every every other day, I'm sure. Not every day. Hanging out with him. And so he's he, – Nobody else is really worried about it. I don't think, like as far as in the office or in the building, I don't think nobody's there's worried about it, man. I think it's just out here in, in, in the kingdom and, and fans and all that. Oh my gosh, we don't get well. It, it, it'll get done. I, I do believe that it'll get done. And so if DeAndre, and here's the thing, that might be what is taking so long because it might be like a two-tier type of thing, like a multiple type of deal to work all these structures in and, and, and talking. We don't know. These things go behind closed doors, man. They, they do a, they do a lot of negotiating, a lot of negotiating, you know? So so my question to you is, this is just obviously um, a bet, I guess. When we do this deal with uh, Chris Jones, how long do you give it till, um, let's say he creates – Gives us some money. Whom I don't know. How, let's say it gives us good enough money to, to go, come to uh, Hopkins with, with a reasonable offer. Uh-huh. Um, how long after will we see Hopkins sign with someone, whether it's the Chiefs, Patriots, or Titans, from the time Chris Jones gets signed? I, you know what? I, and, and the thing is, we're saying it's predicated on Chris Jones signing with the Chiefs. Yeah, it may be training camp, and you know him wanting to get somewhere. So he might he might elect not to wait till Chris Jones gets signed. Okay. They could be talking. It was like, hey, man, is this working out and stuff? Someone like Chris was talking about the same thing with uh, with Frank Clark. Yeah, He's politicking for Frank Clark to be here. Frank signs with Denver. 
And so we can't always put everything on his timeline because, it, you know, it may not work. You know, yeah. his agent's like, look, man, it's just not going to work. But Chris, what they're trying to do with him and then what we're trying to get on the back end of that, it's just not going to work. And so we need to start looking at our options going different places. That's why the Titans and the Patriots are still in this in this thing. Yeah. Sure, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if another team wouldn't be coming into the in, into the fold uh, of getting it, really. So the the Bills were the other team in that whole thing with the um, but yeah. apparently they don't they don't want to pay an astronomical amount for him essentially. I hear you, but then if if he might be like, you know what, I'll take this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, his whole thing is so interesting because like you want a team with a good quarterback, you want a team that's going to be contending, you want um a de- you want a decent defense. Well, the Chiefs hit all of those. The Patriots, like you said, Patriots don't. Tennessee doesn't. Um, Buffalo does. Um, I mean, they're a contender. Um, but, like, yeah, I think um, someone talked to – there was a post that I think Hopkins commented on. I could be – I forgot what the post was exactly, but I think it was, like, a graphic that uh, uh, Hopkins wants to ring chase and Buffalo is a team that he's interested in. I think he, like – and he's he would be interested in signing in for on the cheap to ring chase. And I think Hopkins commented on that. There was the on Instagram and Twitter. He commented on that with the emojis, pretty much saying bullshit <laughs> to, to that. Yeah. No, so, seriously. Hey, man, end of the day, he's got to do what's best for him, right? And so if, he, if he's sitting over here saying, what, which one is a priority, okay? What am I willing to uh, succumb to <laughs> in a deal? It's going to be based off him. So I, you know, we yeah, ring chasing. I'm sure it's very important to him. At the end of the day, he might be like, you know what? I'm not getting what I want to with the ring chasers. They are really low balling me. I got to go over here. Matter of fact, I go over here. I'm going to a contender who will give a, a Chiefs run for the money. You know, so I don't. I don't. You know, we we just don't know, man. It's just it's just one of those things that we just we don't really know. Yeah. And I guess we'll find out how how true he was waiting for this hat to happen in order to sign the Kansas. We'll we'll we're gonna find out because, like you said, this Jones thing is gonna happen. Everyone, it's all signs point to this happening. Um, yeah, the uh, the the post was um, yeah uh, that uh, that he'd be open to signing uh, with the Bills to ring chase, and he he put the emojis of bullshit um, as yeah. as a comment to that. Uh, Funny too because the Bills are chasing rings themselves because they haven't even, got, they haven't even gotten to the, the the big dance. So like, come to a team that just wants to, that wants to keep the ring. They 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 want you know they want to keep it. They're not chasing. They're gonna they want to keep it. So come to oh, that yeah. place. Don't go ring chase. But he said it's bullshit. He doesn't want to go ring chase with the uh, with the Bills. But I, I don't know if that means I don't want to ring chase or I prefer the cash over over ring chasing. But I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um. So last topic of the night, uh, uh, interesting one. It's, we're getting into fantasy season, um, and obviously everybody always wants a Chiefs weapon on their team. And this is a guy that we've talked about. Um, I believe he was the uh, what was that? What was that stat that we talked about a few weeks back that he catches every ball? Or the, he he was the number one receiver as far as catching balls that were um, had yeah. a low completion rate or something like that. I, I forgot what it, what it was, but yeah. it was some ridiculous stat. Um, yeah. But uh, Richie James, uh, new uh, Chiefs receiver, um, he pretty much said that uh, everything was appealing about Kansas City, about the opportunity to come to Kansas City. Um, that's why he signed with us. Uh, the 27-year-old uh, says uh, Kansas City is a great fit for him and is excited to progress under new head co- or under head coach Andy Reid, who has high praise for him. In a recent interview with the Kansas City Star, he said he's ready to do whatever. Uh, and quote, 
wherever they put me at, I'm just here to contribute to whatever they want me to do. Um, so we talked about him a few weeks ago, and I'm I, I just did a dynasty fantasy football draft uh, a couple days ago. It was like 26 rounds. It was it was like four hours long. It was awful, um, so bad. But uh, I uh, I saw Richard James was there late, like the round 25. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with him just because we've seen a lot about him. He's probably outside of MVS. He's the only receiver that really has a body of work in our receiver room as of right now. Um, I know some people want to crown certain guys who haven't even been on an active roster yet. Uh, And we're excited about those guys too. But Richard James is the only guy who really has a body of work on the team. Um, And as far as targets, catches outside of MBS. Um, So my question to you is, JD, um, what are our realistic expectations for, uh, for Richie James this year as far as catching as far as receptions yards touchdowns um because i think he was a ppr monster with uh with daniel jones last year um and a team that really wasn't successful throwing the ball he looked pretty decent what would you say um is he a guy that could put up big numbers with us this year uh big numbers i mean (laughs) i know we only got football right we only got one football and so uh, you know number one is going to be travis kelsey uh, and then everybody else is going to fall underneath that. So uh, I don't know big numbers. I think he'll he'll contribute to what we do. How about that? I'll, I'll use that word. He'll contribute a, a great deal. Put it that way. You know, trying to speculate how many catches somebody's going to have. You can't you can't hardly do that in this offense. You know, you almost we're looking for uh, Kadarius Tony to be number one, and if he's able to do that, number one here could be. You know, shoot, 70 balls, 60 balls. It depends on how they distribute the balls out. MVS was going to get some balls around here. We know Sky Moore is going to get some balls around here. Uh, you know, do we know if Rook going to come in and get some 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 work? Possibly. And so, you know, when we're talking about uh, Richie James, Richie James has a skill set that could do a lot more. Like you said, it's, you know, PPR, but he's able to get punt returns, kickoff returns. Uh, he's going to be able to get a lot of things that we do well, okay, that we ask for him, ask for him to do. He fits that mold of what Andy's asking his offense to be. Slot receiver, uh, reverse guy, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, come in motion, go back out. He, he's double move guy. Like you said, man, he, he's been a solid guy in the league for the past couple of years and it's in, in, in his, uh, uh, in his receiving. Right. And so, He'll bring that here. He's going to bring that here, and he's happy. He's happy about it. I think he's very, he's very excited about playing with Patrick Mahomes and being with Andy Reid, because he knows this fits. He fits his skill set. He knows he's like, man, shoot, this is this is exactly what I've been looking for. So, uh, look, I, I I don't doubt he's going to make the roster. I don't doubt that he's going to be one of the guys that's going to contribute to what we do to be successful. Uh, and he he he'll look. He's he's going to shock you. He's going to shock you. He's going to shock a lot of different people who just don't believe that he's going to make the squad. I think differently. I think he fits exactly what we do. Uh, like you said, he's been a, a solid guy for a number of years. And he had uh, Daniel Jones throwing the football. <laughs> and, and Jimmy G was uh, Jimmy G was the other one, right, was throwing the ball to him? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, maybe we stepped up. I mean, we, 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 hey, he leveled up plenty. With Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think he'll contribute extremely well. He'll fit extremely well in what we do. 
So I'm going to go through some numbers here. I want you to say over under. Okay. Great. Okay. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell you, know, and I'll tell you what these numbers are after the fact. I got you. Um, so will he have over under 78 catches next year? Under. under. Okay. Over under 42 catches next year. Uh, 40 range is worse. <laughs> uh, maybe to get guys in, I'm going to say under. Okay. Interesting. Uh, 25 over under. Over 25. Okay. okay. So, all right. So those numbers that I just gave to you. So 78 yeah. was Juju. That's how many catches Juju had last year. Okay. He was the number one receiver on our team. He, he, of all the receivers, I, I just did receivers who had catches on our team last year. He had right. the number one at 78. Okay. Number two was MVS with 42 catches. So that was the drop off, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Har- Harmon, 25 catches. Sky Moore, 22 catches. Justin Watson, 15 catches. And Canaries, 2014 catches. That, that's where it ended with receivers last year catches. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the, the distribution, man. It, that's I think it's how it's going to look. Not as much the striking between, uh, uh, I say, Kadarius Tony or the number one and number two. Mm-hmm. I think they'll they'll all fit in the line and maybe somewhere around being kind of closer, like thirties. Yeah, the, the well, I'm gonna say that you know they'll be up there, right? Be uh, Kadarius Tony and and uh, MVS or uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we know if we get him, he's probably going to be in the eighty range. I, I would say, I would say over seventy-eight if he plays all season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and then Sky Moore and those guys are, are going to be in you know the forties and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, he's—I I would say he's be over twenty something for sure. Uh, what I said, twenty-eight. You said twenty-eight. Uh, the over you had because I, I I we went seventy eight under forty two under uh, I had Harmon's at twenty five and you had over twenty five so he he could fit right in over it yeah he could fit right in that man he definitely could yeah and I was just talking about playing style he's more prototypical slot guy who can go over the middle Harmon really wasn't Harmon's a, Harmon's a, a deep break gadget guy he's not really that you know yeah. and then Harmon got hurt last year so yeah that's Harman true definitely he, we would have definitely had a lot more if he hadn't had gotten hurt yeah. No, well, and that's where McKinnon stepped up in the, in the, in the receiving game too. I mean, that, yeah. that helped. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think we're gonna. Yeah. We'll have some guys catching balls out of backfield, but not probably like it was last year. So that, that's what we we got. All the skill guys that we got in. Well, yeah. we got you know those guys. So, man. So uh, based on catches, uh, our fifth most uh, cat um, person with the fifth most receptions on our team last year uh, was Noah Gray with twenty eight. That was fifth most. Okay, how how many total re- receiving re- receptions were there? Oh, um, uh, receptions. There were four hundred and thirty-five receptions. Okay, Kelsey okay. had one hundred and ten of those. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, McKinnon was third in our team with fifty-six catches last year. Ooh, yeah, mm. yeah, man. And I could see that being around the same this year, if if not more. If Ch is having a le- uh, Ch is having a lesser role if we're, if we're going into the season because well, the way the season ended, McKinnon was getting what Ch was getting at the beginning of the season. Because remember, Ch was getting a lot of catches, yeah, yeah, five yeah, receiving touches the first three games or something like that. Yeah, but I think we got more guys suited for what we do, so we may just you know get those guys moving out of the backfield. You know, yeah, we, oh, Andy, that's the thing about it. Put guys in different formations, and you know. And uh, 
you know, guys can get balls that way. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just think people who people were saying, like, when you hear Mahomes talk about KT being or Kadarius Tony being the number one guy, I just don't think it's going to be. I, I think what we found a recipe for success last year where it's like, our number one guy isn't going to be what a number one guy traditionally is in an offense where that guy's getting 80 for a thousand. I don't see that yeah. with this team. Yeah, no, I, me either. I think I think he did a much better job of just distributing the football around to different, you know, different guys. So yeah, he, talk- he's going to enjoy that this year too. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, uh, also, another overrunner is interesting because, uh, you know, we had we had a first year receiver last year with Sky Moore, so we have Rasheed Rice coming in same same kind of situation. Um, will Rasheed Rice have over twenty two catches? Uh, I think, man. To be honest with you, I think Scott Moore's going to have a, he's he's going to ball out this year. He's going Scott Moore's going to he's going to be really really good for us. He's going he's going to have a, I think a lot of catches. Uh, yeah. to be honest. Uh, Rasheed Rice, I think he's going to be fitting because he's, you know, he's just a rookie trying to get in, trying to fit. He's got time to develop. He's got yeah. time to develop. Uh, and so it'd be good to have him come in and shoot. He might get those. Who was, what did Justin Watson have 15 last year? Yeah. Uh, Watson had 15 catches. Yeah. I mean, I Sky, Sky had, tw- Sky had 22, Watson had 15. So probably in that range, you think? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Uh, you know, shoot. You get a guy just getting, you know, just getting the ball. Because as a rookie, that's what it takes. It takes a guy to get involved in an offense, let him see what it looks like, especially against a, a, a NFL defense. Uh, but you got guys in front of you who's, who's been there. They got a little bit of experience, a little bit of experience. Uh, but those guys we just said we named, uh, uh, you know, those guys could, could, could absolutely come in, man, and, and, and pick up a lot of those catches. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's going to be – yeah, we're we're gonna get more in the next few weeks about the receiving um the receiving battles that we're gonna be seeing. But I mean, based on this list, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six guys that I think are locks to make the team, six receiver locks. Uh, but the one guy everyone always talks about is Justin Ross, that would be the the seventh guy. Um, but MVS, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson. And Richie James, those were the six. And then it's the do we bring on the seventh? We had a similar conversation last year. Do we bring on the seventh? Um, that was between that was between Dor- Doris Fountain and um and uh Josh Gordon. Yeah, we we didn't take on either one of those guys, so right. Well, I, I you know Richie James absolutely uh, special teams guy. So you started looking at special team guys. Okay, that's, that's what it's gonna boil down to. Especially we start getting a little bit later. I'm like, okay, who, who's playing special teams? Who's going down as a gunner? Who's going down to make tackles? Who's going to do this? So that's where value is going to be assessed uh, to make the, the final decision with these guys. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So obviously lots of conversation to be had on the receiver battles. I can't, I can't, I can't wait to see what it's going to look like in camp, baby. I can't yeah. wait to see what it's going to look like. It's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. Um, but that does it for us, guys. Thank you guys for watching Chief Concerns and listening to Chief Concerns this week. Um, JD, I hope you have an amazing time. I know you're going to Mexico this weekend, so I hope you have an amazing time, my brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. I, I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy myself, enjoy my little vacation that I'm going with. Uh, uh, just, uh, it's, I'll tell you what, this it's going to be good 
Uh, but I'm gonna miss, you know, just my time up here in, in Kentucky doing some things, man. So, uh, yeah, everything's going through things, man. Just want to say that, uh, the shop, my nephew uh, Chad's been doing a, a, a lot better, you know. Praise God for those things. My sister's doing a lot better. Praise God for that. Uh, but you know, man, hey, you came back from Europe and I'm heading out now, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get my little time in, yes, sir. Right? Get my little time in on the sun and enjoy it on the beach, baby. But get it. Get, the, get, get your good eats, uh, yes, get your time on the beach. Um, yeah, I mean, it's R and R, man. It's rest and relax. It's, that's one thing I'll say that I, I don't think I got enough of was a lot of resting and relaxing. I, I mean, I had a I had a wedding and stuff to go to and, and everything, but like every day was like getting up, going out, going to see all these places, and it's like I feel like I didn't get enough rest, and I thought vacation supposed to be more about rest and relaxation. So get your eight hours of sleep, man. Make sure you get make sure you get that. Man, look, I'm gonna get all my my sleep in. I usually get all my sleep in anyway. I try to, uh, but I'm 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 gonna I'm brainstorm some things, put some things together, man, while I'm down there. So it, it's uh, to me, I, I get to just kind of escape and relax a little bit, you know, and just sit by the beach. I'm you know because I don't have to keep doing everything, you know. I know some people go on vacation and they always trying to run and do this and all that, man. Look, we as soon as we walk out of our house, we right on the beach. That's so, beautiful. Yes. So we want to enjoy the food, the people, and a good time at each other. That's what's yes, going to be. Yeah, That's family, family. That's right. what it's about. All right, my brother. Listen, I love you. Love you, man. Peace, kingdom. I'll let you, baby. Y'all be yes. good. We'll see you guys next week. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.